Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. Today we're here with Mara Carabello and Taylor Morgan. Um, we have such an interesting issue. We are going to talk about something called chat GPT, Taylor, and oh, I don't is know. Is this if another you are... app I have to figure <laughs> out to track my twelve-year-old? You know, boy it's on an AI technology um, that is coming in. Big changes could be coming to our educational system as a new program is catching educators off guard. Like me, I don't think many of us knew what this is. This program is called Chat GPT, and it's a search tool that uses AI in its programming. It's free to everybody. And why this new tool, and and we're asking the question, why is this new tool affecting our education system? How are educators responding? What other changes could be coming as AI is becoming more and more a part of our daily lives? So to help us sort through this very interesting issue is Lexi Lanis. She is a staff reporter for The Hill. And thanks for joining us today, Lexi. Awesome. Thanks for th- thanks for having me. So let's start with the basics. What is Chat GPT? Yeah. So like you said, it, it is an AI techno- technology that was that was released online for free to to the public in, in November. And it was special, right? Because the way it works is it is it, it, it's a chat box bot basically that get that, that gives human like responses to questions and tasks that you ask it to complete. So before this type of tech would give data and code that most people couldn't couldn't in interpret, but this one will get will will, will give you answers in English that everyone can 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 understand. And and it's very interesting because you can type in create me a a resignation letter create me a second grade math test and it, and, and it will just do it right there right there for you so the, is that the issue okay so I type in a question this is in the school system in this instance I type in a question it gives me an answer uh, is wh- why is it sending shockwaves through the system is it- yeah so so yeah so the issue is is a student could be could, could be assigned write a write, write a five a five page essay on the education system a student can go and type that into chat gpt and it will write the whole thing for for mm. for them and the bigger and the bigger issue is is that what chat chat gpt does 
is you can type in the same question twice, and it will give a a unique answer hmm. each time. So oh. both so both so both answers will be right, right? But but it but it will be written differently. So it's very easy to cheat to cheat with this because because because, because teachers wouldn't be able to know if ChatGPT wrote this because if they put it in, it will give it a, a unique answer to them as well. Where was this when, when I was in college, up? Mara? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, where, so it seems like in response, many schools who originally accepted this are now wanting to ban it. Yeah, so, we, so, so we've seen in... New York City public schools in Seattle public schools. What they've done is they is they is they banned it off their off their computers and Wi-Fi, so that way no student who who is on any school track will will be able to go on Chat Chat G, GPT or use it. Mm. So what are what are the issues now surrounding? I mean, and the big question is AI. Um, from your perspective as as a reporter, um, is AI becoming the new normal? And um, are we going to? Are there more sophisticated ways to make this a tool, a resource for students, but not a resource for cheating? Yeah. So so I definitely think we're at the beginning of the uh, of the re. Uh, relationship between between AI and schools and it is something that we are going to have to to reckon with and figure out how we how how we teach how we teach us I think a big thing that we have to watch for is open AI which is the company that created chat GPT did say it is working with schools to figure out how to make chat GPT a benefit for them and not a and not a detriment. So I so so I think right now it's very new. So I think we're gonna have to see what type of co- 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 conversations happen between between these companies and schools, and ultimately if they can create something that maybe can can detect if AI wrote an 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 essay and not the students. I'm Dave Cauley investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Lexi Lana, staff writer for The Hill, thank you so much for joining Inside Sources and filling us in on ChatGPT. Thank you. Uh, Mara, I want to stick with technology uh, and apps and these kinds of things and maybe pivot the conversation a little bit. What did you think about Governor Cox's uh, summit 
on mental health and social media? Uh, you know, I, th- I think it's a more and more critical issue. And uh, you're seeing more and more studies. I mean, this will be interesting. Let's stay with technology and kids, right? Yeah, exactly. And um, it, on one hand, it has provided some equity that we have needed in communication tools. But on the other hand, more and more studies are showing that kids are really seeing mental health, negative mental health impacts, anywhere from body image to feeling left out to increasing anxiety uh, and to depression that is directly related to their consumption of social media. This is a a very different topic with AI, but the same balance. Technology has changed the world, but we're becoming, it seems, more and more aware of how also it has negatively impacted us. And we know that some of these social media uh, platforms use AI in their algorithms to target users with specific content, and content can be targeted for any number of reasons, right, based on uh, who the user is, what the user has responded to or interacted with, where, how old they are, their gender. All of these things are uh, tools that can be used with AI and social media to target uh, uh, users. And clearly there is a connection here between use of social media among kids and especially teens. I saw a graph. I saw some some numbers that were shocking that showed the incidence of self-harm admission to the emergency rooms among uh, women between the ages of 10 and 19 mm. have absolutely skyrocketed for, since 2009. So there is – look, I don't think anyone is disputing uh, the fact that uh, social media use can negatively contrib- negatively impact mental health. I would argue that it can also be among adults, uh, maybe not uh, as formational in the brains as kids. I, I'm i not sure that I love the fact that uh, maybe we're willing to outsource our parenting to government. Uh, I feel like maybe as parents, we could step in and do a lot more when it comes to managing our kids' social media use and even our own use. Mm-hmm. So that, that was my reaction. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's two interesting things in that as, as a species, we're not really good at moderation, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. not sort of intuitively moderate. And then we also know that intentionally many of the producers of technology have put in place sort of addicting components to that media and that technology. And if we're not paying attention we won't even notice. I mean, I will acknowledge that there are moments where I have been scrolling or looking at whatever I was and rather unintentionally, I think, holy Toledo, I've been doing this for 12 minutes and I'm really not doing anything but watching some person I don't know do a dance in their kitchen and I'm not sure why, right? <laughs> I mean, it's hard to look away from it's that hard sometimes, to right? Look away. Yeah, well, definitely, look, this is a. Uh, developing issue. Uh, I still kind of wish that chat GPT was around when I was uh, writing papers in undergrad, right? I I don't know. I would have maybe learned less perhaps, but uh, certainly it's something that parents should know about. What we're having a bigger and bigger discussion about is as these products are being developed, as AI is being developed more and more, you're seeing this. There was a, there's an interesting going on discussion about AI in the arts where now you can have um, artificial intelligence generate almost perfectly art in the style of something. So you say, oh, I love Van Gogh, and you could use these. um, In in some cases, they start out as free portals in which they would do this art. I mean, this is an ongoing conversation that we're going to keep an eye on. What's healthy advance 
and what's bringing us back. Stay tuned with us. We have more issues to discuss on the Inside Sources. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.